0: The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's, The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Either the Vikings or the Packers. So I like that they have that little care you know kind of out there but in terms of seattle this week i expect them to start slow because i think they'll be coming off the emotional game against the eagles it's hard to you know they're not going to certainly have that level of intensity that we saw but i do think eventually the cream will rise to the top the seahawks are 23rd in total defense they're 23rd against the pass they're 21st against the run Like, they're just not a good defense. They aren't a good defense. So I think eventually, like, this could be a a one-score game going into the fourth quarter, and then I think you'll see the 49ers, like they've done recently, just blow them out in the fourth quarter, and it'll end up being a two-score game.
1: Can the 49ers lose this game? Is there a way you see that happening?
0: Yes. Like uh, Arya Stark says in Game of Thrones, anyone can be killed, right? If you turn Mm -hmm. the football over, Anybody can be killed. The Eagles lost to the Jets with no sauce Gardner and no DJ Reed, but they turned the ball over four times. If you do that, you can lose to anybody. So as long as the Niners protect the football, they're not losing. But look, we've seen fumbled punt returns in each of the last two weeks that the Niners were fortunate. One went out of bounds and one went right to one of their own players. That could have changed the game. Brock Purdy's gotten, you know, he's had some throws, only a couple, but some throws that certainly could have been intercepted. If those go a different way, yeah, anybody can lose to anybody. But Brock Purdy usually doesn't turn the football over, especially at home. And so as long as the Niners don't do that, they'll win.
1: And I believe the Seahawks are two, I want to say two and three or two and four on the road. So, you know, they're six and six in total, but they're not very good on the road. We already beat them in their house. Um, I fully expect the 49ers to win this game. Uh, But but you're right, man. You never know. Like, one thing that I'm going to be looking for is, I think Ward obviously did a tremendous job against Metcalf, um, but there were some opportunities there that just weren't capitalized. Metcalf stepped out of bounds. Mm -hmm. Had he not stepped out of bounds, that's a deep shot. Uh, The touchdown pass that Ward broke up, probably underthrown by a foot or two, had it been a foot or two longer, but that's probably a touchdown. So that's definitely something to be watching going into this game. Is Ward really going to be able to hang with Metcalf consistently for uh, another game? like he did last game. What are your thoughts on that?
0: I agree. You know, I think sometimes when a team wins by multiple scores, we tend to think, oh, they killed them the whole time. They never were they any close on any play. And it's just not true. And mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan tried to reiterate that yesterday about how, when you actually dig in and watch it, you know, a couple of plays here and there change the outcome of the game significantly. And so some of the plays you mentioned are absolutely up there. And we've seen wide receivers have big games against the 49ers in the past. Cooper Cup has torched the 49ers. Devontae Adams eats the 49ers a lunch every time they play him. And yet the 49ers have still been able to win those games and, in a lot of cases, win by double digits. But that is definitely a matchup to watch in this one. By the way, you mentioned earlier the other Niner with the Super Bowl ring, Charvarius Ward in 2019 against yes.
1: the 49ers. That's right. I was trying to remember who it was. Yeah. No. So, yeah, I, I think obviously in, the corner position is so damn hard. I don't think people realize Like a lot of fans, especially like very casual fans, they expect perfection out of corners. And that's just not realistic. It's such a hard, I think outside of my, my son actually asked me the other day, he said, dad, outside of quarterback, what's the hardest position? And I said, cornerback it, It's very hard. And fans and, and especially casual fans, they expect perfection out of guys. And Metcalf is a beast, a, a just freak athlete, uh just size strength speed is it's just unusual and so if ward does give up you know a couple passes here and there to to metcalf i hope 49ers just don't uh, turn on ward just because of of one bad game it's a very hard position to play and that's a very tough matchup uh for ward
0: 100% i mean it's a it's a position of failure a lot of times it's like offensive line like you could have 50 good reps but if you have one bad one, that's the one everybody remembers. That's the one everybody gets on you about. And you got to be able to just flush it and move on. I think Ward is sort of digging this hole like I'm the number one. I'm going to travel with the other number one. I think he's sort of um, embracing that role, which I think will help him. And, and you know, we'll see how it turns out on Sunday.
1: Would well, you have a prediction before you go, man? I know it's only Thursday. I'm not sure if you do predictions, but uh, I got Rohan backstage, but I do want to What's your take on, on this game? What's the score, if you don't mind?
0: I think, like I said, it'll be kind of a, a close game going into the you know late third, early fourth quarter. But I think eventually the 49ers will pull away. I could see Geno turning the ball over late, trying to make a play happen. So I'm going to go 31-20 49ers.
1: Love it, man. Thank you uh, again, man. It's always great when you're able to give us your time come on the show. It's always great talking to you. I love what you're doing over there. Make sure you guys... Go subscribe to Rob's channel. Um, I'll, I'll, I didn't put the details in the description for your channel, but one more time for the people watching in case they don't know.
0: Sure. Gold Standard 49ers Podcast Network. Like and subscribe to the channel, please, and thank you.
1: Yes, yeah, sir, man. I appreciate you coming by, Rob, and uh, hopefully we'll link up again soon. Sounds good, Ryan. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. All right. That was Rob Stasquera and my man, Rohan, who's, who's currently flying a helicopter. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? <laughs> How are you doing? Good. Good. What, are you on a, a bus? It looks like you're flying a helicopter, but <laughs> I think you're on a bus. Right? I'm on a bus,
2: but yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I'll call it a helicopter. I'll call it a helicopter for myself.
1: <laughs> nice, man. Where, where are you headed, man?
2: Funny enough, I'm headed to the airport. That's why you know had a nice little time, got to do the show earlier t- or right now, and uh, excited to get things going.
1: Cool, man. I wanted to get your take on uh, real quick before we go to the Seattle game. Um, I've been talking to everybody at uh, probably at an exhausting level. It's probably the last time I'm going to talk about it this week. But what's your take for MVP, man?
2: You talking about Brock?
1: Well, in in general, the NFL. Who's your NFL MVP? Let me get. I'll start with that.
2: I'll say this year is probably the first year where I think you could really give the argument to a non-quarterback. I know it's a quarterback award, things like that. The reason they have Offensive Player of the Year is essentially MVP for non-quarterbacks. But I think this is a year where if you truly were to decide, you could give it to a non-quarterback. And so if you're talking about potential options there, Christian McCaffrey and Tyree Kale come to board because Tyreek Hill might have one of the best seasons of a receiver of all time if he continues on his trajectory. McCaffrey, obviously, is scoring touchdowns at an impeccable rate, and is also on pace for over 2,000 scrimmage yards, or at like I think two thousand over 2,000 scrimmage yards. He's on pace for it as well, and so I think he got two strong options there, but I ultimately think it'll go for a quarterback, and I don't think he'll win it. But a guy who I believe has been underrated in the race this year that I'm going to give some love to is Dak Prescott. I honestly think Dak Prescott's having an MVP caliber season. Now, we've got a guy on our team in Brock Purdy who I think statistically can also put up a very, very good fight especially with the way that he's played in the second half of the year where you talk about not throwing an interception in the last four games and things like that. But if I were to give an MVP at the moment and if it were going to a 49er, I think I'm going to stick with what I've said pretty much since he's arrived on the team. My MVP for this offense is Christian McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey is the one who ultimately... Gels everything together. I think he's the, truly the most valuable player on the team. I think there's an important distinction: most valuable and most important. McCaffrey's most valuable. Trent Williams is most important. But I can understand the argument for Brock Purdy, given the under, uh, the importance of the position and also the, I mean, the statistics he's put up.
1: It seems like most people I talk to. I think I've asked this question to a lot of people. Uh, CMs, uh, who Jesse coach you stats. Uh, If I'm remembering correctly, I apologize if I'm not to any of you, anybody and myself included, I feel like everyone says it CMC. So it'll be interesting to see what happens again. It's usually a quarterback, but uh, I think we're all on the same page when it comes to, to who the MVP of the league is. Uh, What are your expectations, man, coming into the Seattle game? 49ers are what? Nine and three. Now the, uh Seahawks are six and six they're on a three game skid they have lost three in a row they're probably gonna lose game four in my opinion uh and maybe five in a row uh for the Seahawks but I want to get your take man what, what are your expectations for the 49ers uh, with Seattle coming in Sunday
2: yeah I think Seattle You know, early on, I remember those talks when the first game was happening about San Francisco and Seattle. Seattle being the number one team in the NFC after the 49ers scored in the bye week. Thought that was a little bit overhyping them. Um, You know, Seattle now kind of showing a little more of the true colors. And unfortunately, this is just not a good matchup for Seattle. That's just, quite frankly, how how you put it. I think schedule potentially favors them given what 49ers have had to go through. You talk about playing on the road twice in a row, but I think that, yeah, this is a matchup when you talk about it, does not favor Seattle for a lot of reasons. And that's the reason San Francisco's won so much recently in the matchup.
1: What do you think about Logan Ryan joining the 49ers and what do you think his role is going to be?
2: I think when you talk about Logan Ryan, this is veteran, uh, just a veteran who understands football at a high capacity. I think he's a guy who the team definitely, he's a guy who the team can definitely think you if you need to play you can go play but i think that's kind of what this is veteran depth overall i don't see too much out of it um apart from veteran depth I am intrigued to see if he's forced to play or not but that's kind of how I'm seeing it what about you
1: uh yeah uh, same way are you uh, are you getting off your stop man are you sure to, you, you good to get do this no we good don't worry about oh. it we good I don't want you to miss your flight man you're flying back to cali or uh back to uh, uh was it wisconsin yeah i'm
2: flying back i'm surprising my mom actually for her 50th but nah all i'm doing is going one bus to the next bus and we get
1: good good so your so your mom she doesn't know you're coming huh
2: no it's actually her birthday today
1: oh that's great man happy birthday happy birthday to moms all right right on well i wanted to also ask you like as far as um just what do you think about the 49ers signing Zach Ertz? i, I want to know if you think that's a good move? Would you do that, or would you promote one of these younger players um, up, like Willis or somebody?
2: You talk about Ertz, I think he's a guy who. When you look at the philosophy for the 49ers, we talk about tight ends. The 49ers are definitely a team who has looked for that second tight end for so long, right? I think that this is when you go back to the early stages, Jordan Reed, <clears throat> Rostwelly. the way they've attributed even late round draft capital, Charlie Warner, you've tried to find the answer at the second tight end position, and they quite frankly just haven't. I think that that's something that you can point to. They just haven't. Zach Ertz is a guy who's proven Obviously has faced a couple of injuries on the older side, but if you want a one-year deal, there's some interest reported by Matt Barrows and other guys like that, I think you could talk about it and I think that that could be an intriguing fit.
1: the 49ers only have excuse me <clears throat> the 49ers only have five more games left on the schedule. they got the Seahawks coming up this weekend, followed by the Cardinals, then the Ravens, then the commanders, then the Rams. How do they finish this five game stretch in your opinion?
2: I think it's 4-1. and one. I think it's 4-1. and one. Uh, That's kind of been my prediction since for, for a little bit after you see how they're playing right now in the second half. I expected them to rebound in the second half to what strength. You didn't know. You know, would they lose to Philly? Would they beat Philly? Clearly, though, this was one where the 49ers were just ultimately favored. I also thought going into this one, it wasn't going to be that close. I think I predicted 27-17. to 17. I mean, nobody predicted 42-19. to 19. But I, I yeah. thought it wasn't going to be that close, just given the scheduling aspect. And also, this game mattered a lot more to San Francisco than it did to Philly. But down the stretch, I think they win every game but the Baltimore game. I think that ultimately, they are a they have a good matchup in every game but that Baltimore game. And I could easily see them winning the Baltimore game as well. Now, you could talk about trap games and whatnot and all that. But I envision them going 4-1, and unfortunately. I also don't think that four and one in their next five games gets them the one seed. I think they beat Philly and still ultimately lose out to Philly on the one seed, who go four and one as well.
1: So you think that? Uh, what do you think about this Eagles uh, Cowboys game coming up uh, on Sunday as well? A Sunday night game. Do you think the Eagles bounce back against the Cowboys? I actually think Dallas is going to win this one. Hmm. Philadelphia
2: has been on a just. A tough, tough schedule overall when you look at it. And so I think when you talk about it that way, the Eagles, I mean, they're favorite. I think they might go into a favorite, but they're on the road against Dallas, coming off a physical 49ers team. You know what happens when teams face another tough team after facing the 49ers. It usually doesn't bode well for them. And Dallas is on a hot streak with a MVP caliber quarterback at the moment. I actually think they're going to lose this one. Dallas is going to reclaim the number one seed in sole possession of the NFC East for a very brief period of time, but it'll happen, I think, in my opinion.
1: Interesting, man. There's a lot of good games uh, with playoff implications um, this Sunday, so it's a good day to watch football. Uh, What do you think of Kyle Shanahan? It seems like to me like I was just thinking about it. I was actually watching Grant and Jesse's show, 49ers After Dark, and they were talking about their opinion on whether or not he has evolved at all. I, th- I think he has evolved as uh, not only a person, but also as a coach. Um, but I wanted to get your take before I dive in too deep on my opinions. Do you think Kyle, uh, Kyle Shanahan has changed this year personally, him? Or are things changing around him? Or have there been no changes? What is your opinion on that?
2: Yeah, I'm actually curious to hear your take. Because I know we've differed in the past on Shanahan, obviously in mm-hmm. a very constructive way. I do believe he's evolved, though. I I think he has evolved into a better head coach. Now, whether you can attribute it to one sole thing, I'm not exactly sure whether you can say that or not, but in my opinion, it's truly his comfortability as a head coach. He seems in full control of his players. He seems like, it just seems like everything that Kyle Shanahan talks about, the attention, the detail, and all those little factors are clicking the right way for the 49ers, and the the perfect part is you, when you see the product on the field and see what Kyle Shanahan's being able or able to do in order for the product to go that way, you can't just I mean, you you watch in awe in how the 49ers offense can execute when it's at its highest levels. So things like that.
1: I, I honestly attribute most of this change that I've seen from Kyle Shanahan, and I'll I'll explain why to Brock Purdy. So the, mm. the, the, when I first noticed change from Kyle Shanahan, it was in the press conference after they traded Trey Lance away. And it, that was the most humble and accountable yeah. I've ever seen Kyle Shanahan. I've never seen him like that. And that wouldn't have happened had he not found Brock Purdy and had to face his, the reality that uh, their selection of Trey Lance, whether or not – I'm not saying Trey Lance isn't going to thrive in the future somewhere else um, – but it didn't work out here. And that was a Kyle Shanahan decision that he failed to uh, capitalize on or have success with. Um, But they found Brock Purdy and he made a decision, which at the time made no sense to me why you would invest so much into a a quarterback like Trey Lance and then just get rid of him for a guy who was drafted at the end of the draft because supposedly he had no talent uh, and just Go all in on a quarterback coming off a UCL injury. I thought it was ridiculous at the time. Now, when I look back, great decision, like so far, right? Everything seems like that was a, a it was just very bold. And not only did he go all in on him, he called him the real deal on a guy coming off a UCL injury after eight games. Uh, it, it just seemed absolutely ridiculous to me at the time, but it was the right move. Um, but he did have to humble himself and say, like, I feel like I fell Trey Lance. Whether that's true or not, I will. You know, it's still to be determined. Um, but that was the first time I, I looked at Kyle Shanahan. I'm like, look, at this guy, he's being accountable. But that doesn't happen without Brock Purdy. Now, what I'm seeing from Kyle Shanahan is it, it just it becomes very apparent that he was limited as a coach by Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and for the first time. He has a quarterback, a successful quarterback that he, you know, there's debate whether he chose him, right? Uh, I think a lot of people say it's Brian Greasy or uh, Slowick that actually spotted Brock Purdy. But he made the decision to go with Brock Purdy, move on from Trey Lance. This is really like the first time that you can say that Kyle Shannon made a great decision at quarterback. And now what you're seeing him as a play caller it's clear that Jimmy Garoppolo, at least to Kyle Shanahan, was the reason why he couldn't attack deep um, in the past, why they weren't explosive. But now with Brock Purdy, and they didn't do it last year. To be fair, like I talked about it yesterday, they didn't. Brock Purdy was, I think, 2 for 6, 33% with an interception over 30 yards last year. This year he's 14 for 20 with five touchdowns over 30 yards this year. That's been the biggest difference to me in this offense. you know, Outside of Christian McCaffrey coming in last year, but to me, when I'm watching this team, they can attack uh and score quicker than they have in years past. They're pushing the ball downfield um way more than they have in years past. And I think it just shows you that Kyle probably wanted to do this the entire time, but just didn't have a quarterback that he trusted to to pull it off. And it feels like Brock Purdy was hindering Kyle Shanahan, or excuse me, Jimmy was hindering Kyle Shanahan, and now Brock Purdy is allowing Kyle to Get all the way in his bag and call whatever he wants to call, and I think that's been a, r- a relief for Kyle Shanahan uh, over these last few games, particularly since the losing streak. One thing that you know I talked about when when they were going on that losing streak is I'm looking at Brock Purdy's numbers overall, and I know I'm talking a lot, Rohan. I do want to get your opinion on this, but but I uh, know
2: this is a good take.
1: I appreciate it. Keep going. Yeah, so, so during the losing streak, I talked about. It. I'm looking at Brock Purdy's numbers. I'm like, this guy is successful in pretty much every aspect of, you know, metric. Like he's great at completion percentage. He's completing balls downfield. He's, uh, you know, great anticipation, great progression, not allowing sacks. He's creating play. He's doing everything great. So why not allow him to do it more and become more of a dynamic offense? That was my take during the three-game skid. And if you look at the numbers for Brock Purdy and his passing attempts, um, you know, last week was a little bit more dink and dunk um, because that's what the team called. That's what the game called for. But I'm talking about the passing numbers, like the amount of passing attempts has increased. Uh, if if you look like through the first half of the last four games, there's been an increase in passing attempts. Um, they slow down at the end when the game's in hand and they just run the ball. Um, but, you're talking about a quarterback. You look at the first half is trending to be about 35, 30 to 35 passing attempts per game, which is much more than they've ever done before. So my whole point to this long take is that Brock Purdy is the difference maker for Kyle Shannon. He finally has his quarterback that he trusts, and I'm loving what I'm seeing from this offense.
2: And I was a little bit vague in the way that I explained it, but I think you, you break it down perfectly. What's the reason Kyle Shanahan's been able to evolve, do the things that we can? It's the improvement in quarterback. I mean, I think this year truly, a lot of people before were either conflicted or something like that about how impactful having a good quarterback in Kyle Shanahan's offense can be. Because a lot of people were blinded by Jimmy Garoppolo and the, you know, the empty so statistics that Jimmy Garoppolo had. And obviously, this year Garoppolo unfortunately didn't make it through a full season with for, with being a starter at his new destination. Brock Purdy, on the other hand, is playing better than Garoppolo ever had, and he's an MVP. He's in the MVP conversation at the moment, and so I think that that's something you've got to you've got to monitor, you've got to tip your cap to, and things like that. And so I do think that especially the deep ball. It's important because when you think about Purdy, you, you're not going to think about arm strength, the strongest arm in the world. You're not going to think about the fastest quarterback in the world. But the important part is you're going to think, this guy has a little bit of everything. You know, he's got, a, he's got the improvisational skills. He's got the willingness to throw deep. He's got the good anticipation and timing. And I think just the extra factor allows for Brock Purdy Uh, or allows for the 49ers offense to thrive in a different setting and allows them to hit all three levels of the field. It allows them to really not have many weaknesses in their offense, which allows for what Kyle Shanahan's able to do in return, Kyle Shanahan's thriving, and it really seems like this team is kind of just riding
1: a high at the moment. Yeah, and speaking of that, like uh, we've talked in the past, and uh, this isn't a gotcha moment or anything like that. That That's not what I'm trying to do here because everyone knows that uh, my opinions change. Opinions change with more information, right? So I'm wondering, has your opinion changed? Because I know we've talked in the past about the 49ers being able to win the Super Bowl this year. Has your opinion changed on that? Or do you feel, still feel like they, they probably can't?
2: This might be a hot take. Unfortunately, I still am riding with what I've said. I do not believe the 49ers are going to win a Super Bowl in 2023. They are by far the hottest team in the NFL at the moment. I can give you the argument they are the best team in the NFL at the moment. But unfortunately, I still do not believe the 49ers are going to win a Super Bowl in 2023. And I mean, it still pertains to the reasons that I've talked about in the past. At the moment, and it's truly just because of lack of sample size. We don't know how this 49ers team can respond when they come when they are down. They have gotten off to a hot start and never relinquished the lead in a ton of these games. When you look at the point differential in their wins over the last four games, it's been by 22.5 points per game. It's been blowouts. And I mean, some of these teams are also playoff-contending teams. You talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. You talk about the Seattle Seahawks. You talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. And perhaps it's the case that the 49ers are just going to be able to find a way to blow out their entire schedule and end up winning a Super Bowl in that regard. I don't think, though, that's the case, especially against whatever AFC opponent they end up facing. And so because I don't know how confident I am right now in the 49ers' ability to come back to win a Super Bowl, that is the primary reason. I currently am still going to go on the more pessimistic side, but I do think that I before I was firm, I didn't think the 49ers could win a Super Bowl at the moment. I think I'll be less firm on that topic. I think the number one thing for me right now is can the 49ers get the one seed? But again, the part of the reason I'm saying no is because I don't envision them ending up with the one seed. I think they lose one more game in their five-game schedule. And so even if Philadelphia loses this next weekend, they'll only have three losses. San Francisco will end with four. Philadelphia will get the one seed, which means you run through the link in the NFC Championship game, should you get there.
1: Yeah, so this last game against the Eagles, you know, me considering everything that I've seen from the 49ers, this last game against the Eagles to me convinced me that they are going to the Super Bowl. I believe they're going to the Super Bowl. I really, if I had to bet money, I would bet that they are going to the Super Bowl. Now, you got to ask me after Christmas whether I think they're going to win the Super Bowl or not. I think I that's a, a good answer. answer.
2: Yeah, because you see the Ravens game. Yeah, I think that's a good answer.
1: Yeah, because, you know, they, these AFC teams are a little different, man. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you, you never can count him out. I actually think the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl, and that's what i that, that was my prediction for the last two or three weeks, Ravens-Niners. Um, so I, I, I'm convinced the Niners are going to make it there. Uh, but we'll see how they stack up against the Ravens all Christmas. If they look good against the Ravens, they come against the Ravens, they blow them out like they've been doing all these other games. Uh, if, if they're able to do that against the Ravens, I'm gonna, I'll am going be all in. on these Niners are definitely going to be winning the Super Bowl. That'll be my opinion. But that's that's what I'm holding off for. Now, I do have a lot more confidence that it's possible than I did, uh, you know, during that slide, during that skid, or even at the beginning of the season. Uh, I I just thought there were so many questions. McKivitz, Brock Purdy coming off UCL injury, second year, um, the DBs. The DBs have answered all questions for me. I'm convinced on the DBs, and there goes Rohan. Uh, (laughs) He's on the road, man, so he's out of here. But, um, yeah, I I just think the 49ers can definitely uh, – he's back. He's back. There he is. He's flying his helicopter again. Hold on. Let me pop him off. There he is. There we go. I didn't know if your helicopter had, was having issues or not, man.
2: It's just my dumb blank. Click the X on the tab. That's all.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, anyways, coming in the season, I thought, um, you know, I questioned Brock Purdy's being able to do it in his second year. I questioned Colton McKibbitt's being able to hold up on the right side of the line. I questioned the DBs. To me, the DB question is answered. I'm not worried about them anymore. Um, I'm also – with Colt McKivitz, although I don't think he's an amazing right tackle by any means, if Kyle Shanahan is dialing up the right play calling, it can become a non issue. Um, it's really up to Kyle Shanahan and his scheme and the way he's, uh, you know, calling plays for Brock Purdy in this offense and getting the ball out quickly against elite pass rushers. So Kyle can. Make it work with Colton McKibbitts, I think, is my point. And then Brock Purdy, based on everything I've seen this season, to me, he's answered the questions that he's good enough. Again, we haven't seen him, you know, orchestrate a comeback drive yet. Really, we haven't seen that happen yet. But every time I doubt him on something, he seems to do it. So I'm not. There's nothing in him. He says there's no way this guy can do that. I think he can do it. It just hasn't uh, had as many opportunities to get it done so far. He hasn't done it. I think he's had two or three opportunities to do it. Hasn't done it but I think he is able to do it. I think he will do it at some point. So overall, I'm confident the 49ers can win a Super Bowl. I'm convinced they're 100% they're going to make it there outside of health, knock on wood. Uh, and we'll see what happens against the Ravens. Um, and I'll let you know if they're going to win that damn thing or not. Um, Rohan, can, yeah, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, I can fully understand that, and I I think that they honestly have a good shot at making it, too. I just don't know if they're going to win the damn thing, and that's truly just because you talk about those AFC teams, the Ravens is one, the Chiefs are the other. Ravens are one of the best well-coached defenses in the NFL. I think yeah. you could argue they have the best D coordinator in the NFL and the best defense in the NFL when, they're, it, it, when you include coaching talent in it. And so I think when you talk about it, the Ravens, that's going to be an intriguing one, which is why I like your take. You look at December, that Christmas game, how it ends up going and kind of make a decision from there.
1: Yeah, man, I agree. What, what do you think about this game coming up? Give me your final prediction. I I honestly still don't think it's going to be that close. I mean, you might see some lingering
2: like you did with the first game where the 49ers allowed Seattle to come back. Maybe not as strong of a start. 49ers scored 24 points in the first half of that one. Maybe not that strong of a start. I still don't think this is going to be close. I think this is going to follow the tune of how the 49ers have played in the second half of the season, a double-digit victory once again. Maybe, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go like 34 13, 34 to 13, maybe, or 31 to 13, somewhere around there. I think they dropped 30 points, and I think they limit Seattle to maximum of two offensive touchdowns, maybe one.
1: I think that sounds about right. Real quick, I want to answer this question, this comment by Fable. It's not really a question, but he did make a comment. Uh, He says, and and I've talked about this a couple times, we've seen Brock orchestrate a comeback drive against Cleveland. Moody missed a kick. Unfortunately, Purdy did his job. Look, man, I think Brock Purdy has had a phenomenal season, especially only 20 games in. Um, but that drive, man, that, that was that was not actually really a good drive by Brock Purdy. He he threw a ball that could have been easily intercepted. It was dropped by the DB. Um, he threw an off-target pass. Luckily, Jawan Jennings uh, got a call against the defender for holding that kept that drive alive. That was third down when that happened. It could have just been over right there. Um, I believe he was 5 50%. He was like, uh, yeah, 50% on that final drive as far as completions. And the the the, the pass they they took them into field goal range was a four-yard pass uh, to Brandon Ayuk, who then took it 20-plus yards to put them in the field goal range. So that drive didn't convince me. Again, though, I'm not saying he can't do it in the future, but I – Can't give him credit on that drive. That was a pretty bad performance from Brock, even in that drive, if I'm being real. Am I tripping Rohan?
2: No, I mean, overall, I mean, that one was interesting. If you want to give him credit for a comeback or like, you know, a a last minute drive, I liked his Minnesota drive a lot more prior to the, the interception. I thought he was cooking a lot more on that drive. The, The Cleveland drive was ugly. You had a near interception at the beginning, a couple of mishaps. And, this to me is not a Brock Purdy thing, it's a 49ers thing. 49ers didn't convert the game winning drive on that one. I understand it's because of a missed field goal from your rookie kicker when he was going through a slump and things like that. But the point of a game winning drive is that the overall offense kind of dictates it. I understand the argument, but I think I agree with Ryan there.
1: And Johnny says, Ryan, if you like the scoreboard, coming back isn't necessary. Very true, man. It's- And it's entirely possible that they continue to just beat the hell out of everybody. Every game they won has been an ass whooping. Um, And so they were in this little three-game skid where they didn't do well. But outside of that, they've been whooping everybody's ass. Maybe they continue to do that all the way to a six Lombardi. I don't know, man. It's possible. We'll see. And also, just because he hasn't done it doesn't mean he can't in the future. Rohan, what's on your schedule, man, as far as your channel?
2: I think I got something going tomorrow. And so that'll be a fun show. Then we'll watch the game, probably do a recap after. But, uh, no, it's, uh, you know, continue to work. Got some stuff for Niners Nation coming out later today. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of what we got going on.
1: Cool, man. Well, have a safe flight. Um, I appreciate you being here, as always. Make sure you guys go subscribe to Rohan. The details uh, for his channel are in the description. You can just click that link and subscribe to Rohan. Rohan, man, thank you so much for being here, dude. Is he frozen? I think it's a good way to... There you are. There you are. What's up, buddy? Yeah, thanks for being here is all I was saying.
2: Appreciate it. You subscribe to me. You subscribe to him. And yeah, we'll see you next week.
1: I think I know what you just said. That Wi-Fi is not wi fiing man. Anyways, brother. Enjoy your trip, man, and we'll, we'll we'll talk to you next week, buddy. Uh, thank you guys very much. Uh, thank everyone very much for coming on the show and uh, coming in the chat. Much appreciated. I'll be back tomorrow with – hold on, man. Let me, get, let me get you guys who I'm going to be on with tomorrow because I always do this. I got like the worst memory. Oh, Josh Harper. Josh Harper, uh, former NFL player, is going to be on the show tomorrow at 9 a.m., so make sure you guys tune in. Rohan, thanks so much. I'll see you guys later.